You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. You know, and deep inside, I'm a singer. Shall I turn the lights on or just leave them like this? What do you think I should do? Okay, we'll turn them on. We'll just do that, okay? Deep inside, I'm a singer. I don't know if you noticed that I was doing a lot of ad-libs behind them. They don't know it at this moment, so I was just letting you know. Are you convinced or unconvinced? That's what we've been talking about. It's been fun. Oh, today's going to be more fun. This is going to be really interesting, figuring out where we're going to go. I don't think we can answer all your questions. And, I'll, and people ask me, when we get to heaven, will we know everything? Uh, I get, I was, I'll you may say yes. Yes, we'll know everything. Because what happens is, and you'll hear this today, is that we have questions that we think about down here. Because we have this, we, we live in this body and this mind, which is like, you know, we have to take things to sleep. I mean, you know what I'm saying. So we're asking questions that we probably won't ask when we get to heaven. So we're going to have these conversations how it's going to work, what we're going to do, that kind of thing. So last week, Brian was talking about these, some, some things that, you know, why does bad things happen to good people? And then you have to say, well, why does uh, bad things happen to bad people? Or why does bad things just happen? <laughs> I mean, you know, so I'm like, and I think it's really hard that we have to, people ask us questions, and we don't, we don't have the answers for all these things. We don't, so we're gonna, but we're going to do some stuff today. I think some things, uh, how much do you know, what do you need to know uh, about living here and about where we're going to go, what's going to happen? I think we need to answer some of those questions, at least have some kind of, you know, a thought process with that. Uh, if God exists, why is there so much suffering and evil in the world? Well, I can give you that answer from last week, and you need, if you don't have our app, you need to download the app, go to, Mar- you know, you look at Marathon, go to the App Store. Or you got it on QR code in here. But why is there so much evil? Uh, What's going on? Well, what happened, in a nutshell, God gave us a chance to choose. He gave us a little free will in the garden. It was beautiful. And so we decided that we kind of wanted to do what we wanted to do. So we made our own choices, which created sin. And so sin caused the problem, caused the fall of mankind. That's why you get old. That's why you die. That's why things hurt. That's why we need to leave. All this stuff because that, that's what sin did. And then it created all kind of stuff out, outside that because sin, it, you can't really control it. So it'll birth out into anything. I mean, anybody can be anything, anytime. It is amazing. Is it not amazing that you think things you should not think? You know, <laughs> and you say things you wish you had never said. And so, and we look at people and we think, how can they possibly do that? Well, sin causes that because what we do as a human race, is we continually produce sinners. More kids born, more sinners born. We just produce that. Apples do apples. Oranges do apples. We do sinners. That's just what happened. So there had to be a fix for it, and we'll talk about that. And so that's what usually happens. If you leave somebody long enough by themselves, they'll do something wrong. That's just who we are. We're not naturally sweet. Does everybody notice that? Kids are not naturally sweet. They have to be taught sweet. They have to be taught share, that kind of thing, and so does adults. It seems like we never get out of that stuff. So I can give you some of this. I can tell you what I do know, why things happen. Uh, and we're, we're going to talk about this today, what happens beyond the grave. If you believe it at all, because i got people watching online who are trying to figure out if, if there's a heaven, a hell, or just something. And I don't know what the something would be. But we, not, we need to kind of have an idea because it does matter on where we're going because it affects us on this side, how we live, what we think, what we do, and that kind of thing. So this is where we're going to go in today. So you picked a good spot today. Next week, it looks like this. Have you lost your faith? We're going to talk about that. I think sometimes, just real quick on this one, I think you think that, um, you know, God doesn't do what he's supposed to do, so you're out. And I don't think you're... Remember, we're thinking like us. This is hard. We're thinking like us, and he's at 10,000 feet. 
His plan is still the same. It stays the same. He loves his creation, which would be you. He did everything he can so you could get to him. So you have to understand he thinks differently and things happen that you don't understand. But the whole part of everything that's going on is that you know God. Everything pushes us to know God. The tragedy of 9-11, you remember that tragedy? I remember that day where I was. That, that tragedy and that terrible thing that happened pushed thousands of people to God. He took something bad and turned it into something good. The church is filled up. It is a little bit hard to understand, but it, pain really moves us. We don't move without it, so we've got to think like that. Is believing in Jesus the only way to heaven? I had every religion course, world religion, um, all major religions, let me say this, all major religions believe in an afterlife. You need to know that. They believe in an afterlife. And I'm not going to give it away on this one. This is the last week. And Craig's going to be doing that. Craig's the smartest person here on the staff, just throwing it out. And uh, so he knows what's going on, and it's been really fun, the discussions. So we have to realize where we are today. What's happening after we leave? And is there an after we leave? Is this, just, is this all there is? So that's something we're going to talk about. So this is where we're going. You need to send your questions, uh, text your questions to this number. And you're not going to remember this number. So that's why you have to have the app. Go to the app. The app is a beautiful place. we got podcasts and everything for you. And you need to la- watch last week. All right, if you have questions about something, I'll give them to the smartest people here. How about that? We'll figure it out. I will say we don't know everything. I know you do. I know I have a teenager who's going to be 18. She knows it all. She knows everything. All right, sometimes instead of answering your question, God just wants to be your solution. And you don't like that, do you? (laughs) Uh, I I tell you, we're not going to get all the answers we want. And I don't think that... At what point do you have everything you need to know that God is really going to be your solution? At what point do you say, okay, I've got enough? And so that's kind of how I see things. Because I was raised in church, told all the things, what we're going to do, you know, where heaven and what it looks like, all that stuff. But I needed to know for myself, I'm not the guy that just says, okay, you say so, then it's good. Uh, I really need to figure it out. And I did some things to figure out what I'm talking to you about. I did some things that might can help you because I, I did all the work and the digging for you, okay? But sometimes God just, you know, he, you're not going to know everything and you're not going to care about everything when you get to heaven and it's just a different, a different world. And you will see because the Apostle Paul talked about it. Sometimes knowing and growing in God requires pain. I would say it always requires pain. If it was me, I would put Always. Because you will never do anything without pain. You will sit in the same chair every Sunday because it doesn't hurt. And nothing happened to you. But if I put, if I put pins and needles in there or electric shock and I stop popping you, you're going to find a seat that doesn't do that. So you're going to change from where you are. And so that's what pain does for us. It moves us towards something and away from something. So there is pain in life that God uses because of this, this world we're in, he uses these, these things that happen to us, and he moves people to God. Because the most important thing up there, 10,000 feet, is that you know God. You know Jesus Christ as your Savior so that God can get with you because he loves his creation. He just wants a relationship. We created a lot of mess. We think a lot of things. And we have to deal with a lot of stuff. But in the end, it's all about we need to make sure we know God and we need to make sure everybody around us does. That's the thought process from up there. So you've got to remember that. All right, so it's going to require pain. I'm sorry. I wish there was an easy way to do this. Just find God and grow in Christ and everything's just, you know, rainbows and sunshine. It's not really going to be that way. It's going to require some pain. And that way you'll know God even better. God uses our pain to bring about his purpose His purpose is that everyone know God, that the kingdom of God will continue to move up here. Everything you have, everything you own, all all your money, all your houses and lands is supposed to be used to move people to know God. Because I'm going to tell you everything right now, and we'll get to this. It's all temporary. You're not taking nothing. And you're going to work really hard, and you're not even going to get to take it with you. People are the only thing that matter to him and should matter to you. And that's what we have to get out of what's happening. 
When I see crisis, when I see mess, my first thought is somebody's going to find Jesus. Somebody's going to know God now. That's how I do. And I teach this in some of our classes when I did runners, that when a crisis happens, you need to run to it. Because that's where life change is going to take place. You need to know how these things work. His purpose is going to move people. Now, here's the other thing. He moves people to, to know Jesus Christ through you, though. You're the one that's the mover. And you've got to stop thinking like anything else. Start living at 10,000 feet, and you're, everything else will change. This is what Paul figured out. Here's your life after death. I haven't been there, so I can't really tell you all that. I haven't died and come back. Probably with me, if I had, I, had been, I had died and saw the other side, I wouldn't want to come back. That's what everybody tells us. And even you're about to hear what Paul tells us. I'm going to tell you who that is in just a minute. But if I had seen the other side, if I took an elevator ride with you guys and let you see heaven for five minutes, you would say, what in the world, what am I doing? This is what you would say, what am I doing with what I have in my life and I don't want to be here? Paul talked about being trapped in this. He says, basically, he's trapped. He said, I'm, I'll give you a hint real quick. He, he uses this word transform, which means caterpillar or butterfly. He feels like he's a butterfly, and he's trapped in this body, and he can't get out, and he's begging God to let him fly. That's how he thinks, because he saw some things that we haven't seen yet. And he said, if you ever did, it would change everything. Everybody would want to leave here. So we kind of trapped, kind of deal with it, and we got to struggle with it, and all that stuff happens. Is there life after death? That's a big question, big question. Uh, 65 to 72% of you guys and girls uh, believe in heaven. So if there's good, there's evil. If there's evil, without evil, there can't be good because God is good. So if there's a heaven, there's got to be a hell. Something's happening here. And we only believe that good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. Is that correct? That's kind of how it works. Somebody's doing something bad, say, well, you're just going to hell. That's what we tell them. Okay. Well, that's how we think. 58% believe in hell. Uh, well, you have to ask this question. What does that mean on this side? And we'll talk about that. Uh, 27% of agnostics and 13% of atheists said they believe in something, some kind of afterlife. So basically, everybody believes there's something else happening. My roommate from Las Vegas, when I was in, in college at North Greenville University, nobody will know where that is on there, but y'all know where it is. And uh, it's a Bible college, basically, ministry, where people go for ministries, that kind of thing. And so he was very intelligent. He knew everything about the Bible. I hung out with him because I could get the answers from him. He, world religion, he knew everything. And then one day, I mean, I thought, I thought, this guy's a Christian. He knows what's going on. He says, you know what? I think this is it. I said, what are you talking about? I said, I think this life is all we get, and then we die, and it's over. So he didn't believe in heaven. I, I still haven't figured it out. Maybe he has by then, by now. But he didn't, he didn't believe in this is it. I can't, can you only imagine this is all you get? Well, that's, a, that's just a cruel joke right there, you know. But we get something else. What is coming after this, I'm going to tell you what I did, all right? So I, I did something early on when I was at Marathon. I went, to, I went back to school, and I took something. I want you to listen to this word so you don't think I said something wrong. Pastoral epistles. You've got to say those really slowly and well. And I also did something called systematic theology. And the reason why I did that is because, I don't know if you know this, but God doesn't really work out of chaos. He works out of system. He knows what's happening, seven days here. He knows what's coming. So I kind of want to put these two things together. I want to know how Paul, and I want to know how God, and how all this stuff is working. So I did some things, some study on what I'm about to tell you on this heaven thing. Because, you know, you hear all about it, and well, what does that look like? What does that mean? That kind of thing. So I got, some, I got in with the experts, and we figured some stuff out. So let's do this. 13 million people have reported seeing a light. On, on upon death, this is what they said, they hovered over their body. If y'all hadn't heard the stories, go to YouTube, okay? A glimpse of what they thought to be heaven or hell. Depending on what you see, okay, <laughs> depending on what you see. I've talked to hospice workers and healthcare workers when people are dying. And there's a total difference of people who 
her dying and going to heaven and those that are going to hell. If you ever watch the movie Ghost, I'm so old, but if you ever watch that movie, that'll give you a little idea. The fight and the struggle of people going to hell and the peace and, and the joy, they would, almost every time they said, they would open their eyes and look up and smile and then they would leave. So there's something out there on the other side of this. There's something to this. And 13 million people have said, I have seen something. Now, I have talked to people that have seen hell. And when they came back, their whole life changed. Because that's not where you want to go. That's what they were saying. You don't want to do that. So something's, on, something we're not, something's over there. Is there somewhere in the Bible somebody has you know, looked at this, saw this? Yes, there is. And I'm going to try to help you with that as we walk into this. Here's what, understand what we're doing here. Don't be afraid of those who can kill the body. So this is just a shell, and they're housing you in it, and you're a butterfly, and you can't fly. That's what Paul will just tell you. Okay, so you're a little butterfly, and we need to pop you out, and you get to pop out when you die, and you get to fly. This is how Paul saw it. This is what he was talking about, and I'll use some language that he used in a minute. Uh, cannot kill but body, but cannot kill the soul. So... There's two things happening. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So we have this hell thing happening. We have a soul, we have a body, and we have a hell thing. So we know, let me show you this. We know this. Our bodies are temporary and our souls are eternal. This thing wears out, it goes away. Now here's the thing you have to realize where you live. This is very dangerous to live here. And to be, to be breathing and living in a body, because anything can happen to you anytime, any moment, whether it be a disease, whether it be hit by a bus, a car wreck. I mean, you can leave us by next weekend because you live in that place. You take for granted every time you drive that it's going to go well. Do you not? This is what happens. So we're thinking like this. So this is how Paul was trying to communicate, and I'm trying to communicate best I can. This is how you need to be thinking. This is not forever. Your house is not forever. All the things you work so hard for is not going to make it. It's temporary. But your soul is forever. And if that be the case, and there's going to be life after death, then we need to figure out what that means for the soul. Right now, we think crazy thoughts. We have crazy feelings. You, I mean, we, we're, we're sideways. We're up. We, how do we do this? Even Paul talked about this. And by the way, Apostle, let me help you with what it means to be an apostle when you hear this in the New Testament. An apostle Paul or apostle Peter, what it meant in those days that they had seen God or been with God. And Paul had seen God. His life was changed because of it. So he had some insight that a lot of people didn't. So when he shows up, oh, this is apostle. If I said I was apostle Eddie, that would have meant in those days I had been with Jesus. And you probably want to hear what I had to say. This is the same way what's going on with them. So he had some insights from things were about to happen. And there's some glimpses into heaven and some things that you need to know as we walk into this. Everything's temporary except for our soul. Are y'all picking up what I'm laying down so far? All right, you ready? So this is happening, right? And this is so funny how this happens. I don't think it's funny, the right word, but I'll do it this way, okay? Uh, there's a guy named Stephen and a guy named Paul. Now, before he was Paul, follow the, follow the hands, he was Saul. Okay? Saul Paul. Okay? So he's over here in Saul. And Saul is with this guy named Stephen who happened to be the first Christian martyr because Stephen was doing the stuff that Jesus said to do. And he was telling people about it. This is interesting. Stephen was a deacon. That's usually bad in most churches, but this case, it wasn't bad. A deacon was a servant of the people, and the apostles pointed them to do it. So a lot of information, but Stephen was giving out food and water to the poor. Okay? This is what he's doing. He loves Jesus. He's in, he's in on it, and he's about to die. And guess who's over there with him? Saul, the apostle, is about to. He walks into the picture, and he says, Why don't y'all give me all your coats, and then that way I'll hold them for you, and y'all can go stone him. Let's do that, because that's what Saul was doing. He was taking out the Christians, remember? And then Saul was watching, and something happened that had never happened before. Watch this. 
He said, but he full of the Holy Spirit, which he means he, I know God. That's what he's saying. Uh, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. It opened up. I'm going to tell you how many heavens they are in just a minute. They opened up. And behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of the Father. Saul holding the coats went, what? He said, okay. They, so he's going to, it's like, here's what, here's what was happening. Here's what Paul understood. There's somewhere else we're going. There is a different place. There's a heaven. And then he realized that when your work is done, you can go there. Because basically what God was saying, Stephen, you're done. Come on home. And he's like, let's go. You would not believe the excitement that Paul had when he got to cut his head off. You had no idea. And I'll tell you in just a minute. You say, why is that possible? You have to know what's happening to us. you got to know who we are. This isn't us. This is different. And Paul was making sure all this was happening. And then we have this other thing on the cross. We have a thief on the cross. Jesus is in you know, the middle of getting crucified. And this thief who had done nothing with his life, but still, now he's been crucified. He says, will you please remember me when you come in your kingdom? And Jesus said, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Greek word paradise is heaven. So, and the reason I tell you that is that what I'm about to tell you, we don't have the language for. This, is the, this was the problem that Paul had to try to communicate what he saw and who he was and what he was getting from God and trying to tell you in the language you can understand it. So we are just barely getting anything when it comes to heaven. Whatever you think it is, it is so much more than you can even think or describe. You're, we're not capable of knowing what's on the other side yet. He said, so here we go. We got a glimpse of heaven. You're going to be with me in paradise. And then Paul says, let me tell you what happened to me. This is the coolest thing. Now, Paul's going to talk in third person. Let me tell you why. <laughs> this is so funny. Because he didn't want to think anybody he was boasting. You know, he did all the script. I'm not, it ain't about me. It really isn't. He said, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, 14 years ago, caught up in the third heaven. So what heaven is that? Well, the blue sky is the first heaven. Second heaven is space. And the third heaven is what he saw and where God is. So this is what he's telling you. Now remember what he's doing. Let me help you real quick. He's trying to tell you in the language that you can understand. Everybody got it? All right. So here we go. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. He don't know what he was. He don't know if he's floating around. He don't know if he was like, what happened? Another dimension? He doesn't know. He was so confused, he said it twice in the same verse. Watch this. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. He said the same thing, but God knows. You ever repeated your, you've been talking to yourself? You know, <laughs> I don't know why we did that. And, just like, but did and you just keep saying the same things over. And Paul was like, I am so confused, but you're not going to believe it. So he's like, I don't know what's going on. So here we go. Uh, it was called up to, the par- up to paradise, which is heaven, and heard impressible things. Or, excuse me, inexpressible things. This is very important that you get this. Unexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. So he got got into heaven, and God let him see heaven. And then he got back here, and he said, I don't, we don't have a language for this. So so here's what you get. Here's what you'll understand. So we hear this. we We have streets of gold, and we have mansions. You have that, that, you know what they're doing is trying to give you something. This thing that we call heaven, listen, if gold is so important, then why are we walking on it? So I think you need to figure out what's happening here. Heaven is so impressive, and it's beyond words, is what Paul is trying to say. And since he saw heaven the same way with you, he's trying to figure out how to get out. I am a butterfly, and I am trapped, and he is mad. Why did you send me back here? And I'll tell you why he did it. He sent Paul back for you and me. And he said this. He says, it's better that I hang around for you because I'm not done yet. I need to tell you some more things so that you'll know what's coming for you. Because if you knew what you were coming, we'd all be jumping off a bridge. Because if you had any idea. And so here we go. Uh, here we go. Paul has a dilemma now that he saw heaven. <laughs> Here's his problem. Now let's think about this before we get into this. Paul is trapped 
in a body that is decaying and is going to go away. And it's very painful because he's always getting beat up. He's snake bit and people try to kill him all the time. So he's having a conversation with God. He said, well, what's the deal? What's the deal? You know, I'm ready to just get me out of here because I know what's out there. And God will tell him, he said, no, it's better you hang on. I'll let you know when it's time to come home. But Paul was always having an argument with God about, I want to get out of here. I want to fly. It would be the same way for you if you only could see. This is what Paul was trying to tell us. So there's always, therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are, uh, we are at home in the body, we're away from the Lord. As long as you're here, you're not there, is what he's saying. So as long as you're hanging out here, and you don't want to be here <laughs> unless God tells you to come home, you need to keep doing what I'm doing. That's the race part. For we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and we prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. He said, I would, he said, each one of you, if you had been where I had been, every one of you would be saying the same thing. I don't want to be here. And I talk about this, and uh, people who, your loved ones are in heaven and have gone on, you will say, well, I hope they're missing you. I you know, hope they're missing me. They're not. Does that make you sad? No, you just don't worry about that. You, see, these are the thoughts you're having here. When you, get, when you see what they see, oh, you know. Like, they'd be like, wish you were here. You have no idea. So your people that have gone on, your family and all your friends that have gone to heaven, trust me, they're not missing anything down here. Just letting you know. This is what Paul was trying to communicate. He said, so... If I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm here, I can't be there. But when I leave here, I'm going to go there. Immediately is what happened here. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I want to leave here, and I want to go there as fast as you can get me. Can you imagine the day they said, okay, Paul, it's time to cut your head off. It's time to go. He, I would have ran. He would have ran to this. He said, let's do it, boys. Let's do it. Because when you understand if you only had a glimpse of what you're in for as a Christian, it'll change everything that happens here. How you get up every day, what you think every day, what makes you mad every day, what frustrates you, all going to pass away. All those bad thoughts going to pass away. It's not going to be here. The things that happened to you, the bad things that happened to you when you were this age or that age or whatever's happened, and all those people that have hurt you and all that, you're not going to remember it anymore. It's going to go away. Isn't that the coolest thing you ever did? That's amazing. One minute after you die, your eternal destination is fixed, set, and unchangeable. The only thing you can do is for you are, if you hear me, then you must be alive. And this is what you have to understand. You have to decide what's going to happen after this. What's the next for you? What's next? Do you believe in hell? Do you believe in heaven? What's next? Do you believe in afterlife? If you know there's an afterlife, you believe you have some thought that there might be something else out there, you should not take the chance. I mean, I've talked to atheists, and they don't believe You really want to, okay, what if, if you're right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But if I'm right, you're in big trouble. So I don't know if you want to take the chance. And so you want, the, the thought was, send Jesus Christ, make a way for us. So that the sin can be handled, so that we could get together. And then I'm gonna go make you a place called heaven that you're not gonna believe. And I'm gonna can't wait for you to come home. But don't come home yet until your race is over. Because I need you to move people to the kingdom. I need you to get married, create a base. I need you to have children, teach them about the word of God, so the next generation can have it. You're, this is your race. This is what we do. We move the kingdom of God. And you run the race until you're done. You run it. And you better run hard because you don't know what's going to happen. This is dangerous here. You know, it's very dangerous. So pay attention as we walk through. You better make sure. If you're watching online, you better know. You just need to fix this now. In our first moments in heaven, I love this. There won't be any runny noses. No allergies, praise God. In your first moments in heaven, we'll have overwhelming peace. Okay, this is... Let me tell you why in a minute, but this is something that people have, you know, like had these experiences. They talk about it. It's just like so, so love, warm, and love, and peace, and everything. I'll tell you why. We will not experience emotions like fear, worry, or anxiety, for the heaven will be uh, completely safe and beyond the reach of anything harmful. Ezekiel says, they will live in safety, and no one will make them afraid. One of the reasons why you will feel peace 
is because you will not have this body. This is your anxiety right here. This is your frustration. This is your worry. That is how we are made and how we are built. This is why we have to have counseling. We have to have drugs. We have to do all that is going to go away. Can you only imagine not having to dread, not having to fear, and not having anxiety? That's what you're going to feel when you walk in. It's going to be an amazing spot to be in. And this is why your loved ones will be like, oh, I don't think I want to go back. I don't want to go back. And a lot of the people who have seen the other side were very upset because they were here. So you have to understand that. Uh, the beauty, I don't know if, I, there's no way to tell you about how beautiful it is and what's going to be there. Uh, we have language all through Revelation, and Paul talks about it. Uh, there's, there's no words. So Disney cannot hold a candle to this one. I'm just letting you know. This city does not need the sun or the moon to shine. This is so cool. On it, for the glory of God gives its light, and the Lamb is the light, its lamp. And light. So you have to realize that Jesus Christ is going to be the, the light. You won't miss him. You just look to the light. He'll be right there. There'll be no day, no night. There'll be no uh, time. Uh, all this, this is, this is unimaginable to us. Uh, but your loved ones that are there, it's, it's, can you only imagine? Can you only imagine what they're having, what they're doing now? So here's something. Uh, sadness, pain, and painful memories will no longer affect you. You're not going to remember what happened. Does that not just feel good? <laughs> You're not going to remember. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. No more leave. We're out. For the old order of things has passed away. Everything you know now, everything you hate now, everything you believe now, and everything that's hurt you and all that stuff is going away. There will be no more of that. And there's one other thing you need to know. I love this one. Uh, it's that reunion you were talking about. I had a lady that was dying with cancer about three years ago. She brought me in. She's about, you know, she had a week to live. She said, I don't even want to ask her more questions. She said, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to heaven. I really have accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. We're good. I'm going to heaven. He, she said, I just want to know what it's going to be like when I get there. And I tried to, I want my, you know, <laughs> I'm Paul. Like, I don't know. You know, so I tried to tell her what it was going to be like, but it wasn't the place, okay? It wasn't like the streets of gold and the mansions and where you're going to live. You ever heard the people say, my mansion is going to be bigger than your mansion? All that stuff. Are we just so earthly or what? Are we just, oh. So she said, no, about my daughter. Her daughter had died really young, and she said, will she be there? You know, because she said her daughter was a Christian too. I said, she'll be the first person you see. She'll be waiting on you. And she, like, kicked back and said, let's go. <laughs> so it's just amazing what's ahead for us. As sad as it can be, and as frustrating as all this is, there's a lot to look forward to. And this is something you need to know. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. I think I'm going to try to help you with the language of what Paul was using. Uh, then we shall see face to face, now and know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I'm fully known. Yes, you will know your people. You will know your loved ones. Here's, here's what he is saying, though. It's just like you. When you get up in the morning and look in the mirror, and you see that beautiful face of yours, you think, thank God for that. You know that beautiful face? What he's saying is you don't even know you. You're not even looking at the real you. It's just a reflection of what God really wanted. Because of sin in the body, you're not even really who you are. He said, but when you get to heaven, we'll get to see the real you, what God really made. We will see everybody fully as they're fully known. We will know them, and there will be no flaws. There will be none of this stuff. And this is what he's saying. Most of you don't even know who you are. And you know how we know that? What am I supposed to do in my life? What's the purpose of living here? We just go through all this stuff. And it's just because of where we are and this thing we call the body confuses all of that. This isn't the way it was supposed to be, but here we are. And Paul says, new day coming. And you're going to know everybody you know. That's going to be a good day. If there's an afterlife, then what should we do? The question would be for the people online, everybody listening. So if we believe in an afterlife, there's a couple of things. You know, what should we do? I know there's an, I believe in the afterlife, and that's why I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, 
in order, not only I don't want to go to hell, but there was a different, different thought process for me is that I think I could do something here if I had him in me. That's how I thought. And I know the, the heaven thing and the afterlife, that's settled. The next for me is settled. But what does that mean now? What that means now is I try to get as many of you to know him. And that's why we started a marathon. And that is why you're still here. But here's what I would say. This needs to be settled because you're not gonna, you don't know next week. This is a dangerous place. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That was the solution for us. That was the solution. If you're not a Christian, we need to settle that. If you are a Christian, a couple things you need to know. You should be very excited about leaving here. And the second thing is you need to move as many people as you can. That's why you're still here. And run your race. That's what he's talking about. Favorite verse for me is, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that he would save the world. Think this. But to save the world through him. That's you. Let's do something. I haven't a thought. I, every now and then I have one. Hey, I want the, can the band come out here a minute? I'm, we need to do something. I need to tell you a story that happened today. Okay, I need to tell you that. If y'all would just come on out. You come on get the, if you just get everything off, I just want us to have this moment. We, this, this thing happens sometimes to us. I use, sometimes we get phone calls. This is not good. This is sometimes we get phone calls on Sunday. Now, remember when they come in. And so, we got a phone call this morning. So, I need you to pay attention. I'll let everybody get set. Y'all ready? All right. Get a phone call this morning. We had a 20-year-old to die at 2.30 this morning that comes to Maryland. 20-year-old. In our, come out of our youth, accepted Jesus Christ, 20 years old. I knew him. I need y'all to know that this is serious business about what Paul was talking about. We have to figure this out if we don't know. We have to know. We need to settle this issue for what's next. So would y'all stand with me? I want y'all to bow your head. If you're online, I want you to pay attention to what's about to happen. You might be watching in your car. I don't know where you are. But listen up. If we haven't settled what's next, we really need to do that. We really need to do that because we don't know about next week. It's a dangerous place. So here's what I'm asking. If you're not sure about what's going on with Jesus Christ, you're not sure... If you left here, you'd be going to heaven. You, don't, you haven't settled that issue. Then pray this prayer with me. Everybody's head bowed. Everybody pray. Here we go. If you want to accept Christ, this is your day. Jesus, I ask that you come into my life right now. Change me. I want to follow you. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe, without a doubt, you died for me. I believe, without a doubt, you rose from the grave. Thank you for hearing my prayer and changing my life forever. I now will follow you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. guys want to, um, these altars are open for you to come worship at. Uh, if you need prayer for anything, we'll pray for you. Um, if you just accepted Christ, he resides in you now. And the goal now isn't just to get to heaven, it's to bring heaven here. And with Jesus in us, through him, we can do that. We can pray for people. We can see miracles. We can see healing. Jesus said, you'll do greater things than I. 
That's pretty crazy because he did some pretty awesome things. And this song that we're about to sing, it's all about not being able to comprehend what he can do. Um, and the bridge talks about, I've seen cancer disappear. I've seen broken bodies healed. I have so many testimonies in my family. My mother got diagnosed with thyroid cancer when I was younger. And sometimes I forget it because she came home, she had it, it was crazy. My parents' marriage was, was on the rocks at that point. We were going through a lot of transition in that, in that time. And my church gathered around her. I'm from Michigan and we gathered around her and they laid hands on her. And I wasn't a part of it, but I just remember the next time my mom went to the doctor, the cancer was gone through Jesus. My grandpa, he's been a diabetic. Said, yeah, it's awesome. My grandpa's been a diabetic since he was 13. He was told he wouldn't live past 30. He's still thriving today, sharing the gospel. He's, uh, I think he's in his 60s. His birthday was yesterday, but um, his, his body healed. God's got him. God's still doing things through him, using him. My mother-in-law was not was a, an addict for years. She was a prodigal for years. She's home now. She's 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 sober like she has Jesus and he can heal and I want so badly I need so badly for us as a church as marathon but as the church as a whole to believe this to grasp this to get that Jesus died to give us so much more than we're accepting right now and that's what I want I want everything that Jesus died to give us and that's that's healing, that, that's miracles, that's salvation. That's, some of you just accepted that today. Walk into all that he has for you. Cause he's just standing here now going, I reside in you. Just surrender, lay, lay down yourself every day and walk with me. Deny yourself every day and walk with me and just watch at what he does. So in this song, let's just worship like I said, the altars are open if you want to worship up here. If you need prayer, we can pray for you.
dismiss and say an announcement I think the only thing to say is thank you Jesus because he's given hope today I know some of you today out there you still need to make this decision you still needed to believe and I think with tragedy today brings purpose 
that you know God before you leave today. More than anything that I can say today, I can't say it enough. What's the most important for your life today is that you know God before you step out that door and get in that car and go home. Nothing else matters today but knowing Jesus. So I'm just, I'm asking today, if you would like to do that, we're going to be down front. Maybe you made that decision today. We'd love to speak with you, pray with you. We will stay here all day long if we have to, to help you through this, help you see and know who God is because he loves you so much. He wants you, as, as, he wants a relationship with you. So we'll be down here, okay? Again, if you're new today, we, we still want to talk to, with you. We'd love to see you out at the New Here area. You can drop by there. And if you have more questions, you can go to Connection Center on this side of the atrium. We'd love to see you there, okay? Let's just thank God one more time. Let's just celebrate. Would you with me? Thank God for what he's doing, for the lives of being changed. And I'm going to say thank you so much. Make sure you come back next week. Bring somebody with you because they need Jesus so bad. So make sure you bring someone, okay? We'll see you next week. And if you'd like to talk, we'll be down front, okay? Thanks. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.